Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Michael Woodward, and he's the host of Jumble Think Podcast. Now, prior to starting Jumble Think, Mike and his team at Woodward Design Group built over 400 websites and web applications for clients ranging from small local businesses like yours to Fortune 100 corporations. He has also consulted with hundreds of other businesses through the Small Business Development Council at Butt College. Is that Butt Beauty College? I don't know. Along with teaching courses on web design, development, and marketing strategies. So he's the consultant type guy that could come in and teach other web designers how to build a multi-million dollar web design company like he's done. Now, Michael spent eight years as a pastor in Northern California, working with drug addicts, youth, and those deeply impacted by extreme poverty. His passion is to help individuals and businesses make their dreams attainable through creative thinking, idea formation, and strategy. That's why he's such a great consultant. Michael resides in Pennsylvania with his wife, Jennifer, and two daughters, Lucy and Lily. Michael, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yeah, so it's Butte County. Uh, Thank you. I thought it was Butt County when I first moved out there. All right, good. I, I don't feel bad about that. Dude, yeah. the way it's spelled, I'm like, hey. Yeah, there's got to be a better way to spell that. Uh, right. Somebody wasn't thinking that through in the English dictionary. <laughs> they got issues. So. Cool. So fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yeah. So I worked at a church for several years. Um, economy downturned. They couldn't afford to pay me. So that meant I had to go do something. Uh, and that something was go work for a friend of mine in the web space, ended up building an agency, buying out his agency, buying out another agency and growing the business over the course of 10 years. Uh, it's been an interesting journey, uh, of many high highs and struggles along the way, which we can talk about for sure. Uh, and now pivoting the business again to, um, uh, do the things that feed my soul versus the things that, uh, just feed the wallet. We got to have both, right? And so um, pivoting the business to feel like I'm really stepping into the purpose, uh, created purpose of, of what I'm called to do in this season. I love that. And we're definitely going to get into that conversation. I know you and I were just here in Tampa, Florida at a podcasting conference. And that was a topic that came up. And I know I brought that topic up on the stage as well. It's like, what are you doing? Um, is it, are you just chasing the dollar, the almighty dollar? Yeah. 
You know, are you trying to fill the wallet or fill the closet or fill the garage? Is that your end goal with your life? If so, once you get it all the way I did, <laughs> you're going to end up empty and alone. Yeah. It's a lie, right? So we'll get into that. Awesome. Go ahead and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know, Michael. Um, something personal about me that people in my business world wouldn't know. Well, I'm pretty much an open book, but here's a crazy story. Uh, uh, I've been shot at uh, by an Asian gang. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You and I have been friends now for a while. Like, I didn't know this. Yeah. What did you do? Did you provoke them? No. You... So I, I was working at the church in an urban setting, uh, very poor area, meth uh, capital of California at the time, walking from my office to my house, which there's an alleyway between the two. Uh, and so I get to the alley and you hear pop, 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 pop. And I look down the alley, probably about 25, 30 feet away. I'm hearing, uh, seeing the, the, the sparks of gunfire uh, and uh shooting down towards me in the alley. I go running back into the office. It's probably 10 or 11 o'clock at night, hit some linoleum, go skidding into the office. My roommates and the, the other guys that I worked with at the church are sitting in the office. The funny part of it all is uh, I'm clutching onto a box of life cereal that someone had given me earlier in the day. So I go running for my life, literally clutching onto it. So I skid in and call the police like, oh yeah, they're just shooting down alleys. I'm like, well, it would have been nice to know that before I was in the alley, but I didn't get shot. So life is good. So you were literally holding on to your life. I was clutching it as hard as I could. That's for sure. I'm sure there's cereal flying everywhere. And <laughs> I'm sure my uh, buddies were looking at me going, what is wrong with you? Uh, they heard it though and ran out. I'm like, why are you running out? You know? And so well, that's a great way to start this episode, Michael. So we're speaking with Michael Woodward. You can find him at jumblethink.com. That's jumblethink.com. That's the name of his podcast. Go check it out. If you're a creative, big idea thinker, that's what Michael speaks about on that show. So Michael, let's get into the money game of entrepreneurship. My audience loves context. How much revenue did your business do approximately uh, in the last 12 months, gross revenue approximately? About 90K. 90K, um, got it. Yeah, we're in a transition for the business. So we're moving out of what we've done as an agency and into more of the thought leadership consultant space. So it's been a pivot, uh, but traditionally uh, we've done all kinds of numbers from year to year. It really ranges up to, you know, big. What was your highest gross in this business? Uh, 580K. 580K, got it. Yeah. All right, cool. How long did it take you to cross the 100K mark from uh, day one of starting the business? Yeah, so about three years. Three years, okay. Yeah. So that's pretty typical, right? Is yeah. one to three years to hit your first 100K startup nation. Like you got to pay the, the piper. You got to put in the work. You, it, nothing is instant. It's just yeah. not. Well, let know? me back up. Uh, that was first 100K per year. So probably year one and two combined was 100K and probably somewhere around year one and a half was where I crossed that threshold. But annual uh, revenue, it would probably be year three. So Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're speaking about. Yeah, yeah. All right. So here's why I invited Michael to be on the show. Not only is he a friend and a fellow podcaster, but Michael's going through a transition in his business like he shared with you. And he's moving from the wallet to the soul. Yeah. 
And I think that's awesome. So I really wanted to bring him on here because maybe you're struggling with that transition right now. Maybe God has tapped you in the heart, right? And, and put something on you where you're like, man, what I'm currently doing no longer fulfills me. Right. Why is that? It used to, this used to be the thing that lit me up like a Christmas tree that I thought I was going to do for the next 10 or 20 or 50 years of my life. And now it's kind of, eh, <laughs> right? If that's, if that's what you're going through right now, then listen up closely as Michael shares what it's like. And I'm guessing as he's going through the transition, there's going to be some things that he's looking forward to or good things that have been happening recently. And then there's most likely going to be a lot of things that just suck. Yeah. Right. That going through the suck, I say, right. You got to go through the suck, whether you're transitioning into what Michael's doing right now, or you're starting a new business, you have to face the suck and just go through it. So I don't always want to speak about just the, the highlights and the triumphs in business and the winnings. If you want all that, go on your social media and you can see everybody, you know, blowing smoke. Go, go do that there. But I want to share the real stories uh, about the mental game of entrepreneurship. And that's what we're going to get into. So that's why Michael's on the show. Michael, how did you make your first 100K in this business? Like, so go back in time. How yeah. did you make that first 100K? It took you three years to do it. What are your top three tips or strategies that you deploy to make that first 100K annually? Yeah, so everyone's talking about, you've got to build a Facebook audience. You've got to go build a social media presence. You've got to have your business cards. You've got to have your website. You've got to do all these things. None of that built my, built my business. Hmm. Not how we did it. Uh, to be honest, we never marketed the business. I, I think for seven years, I went without business cards. Our website was always out, to, out of date because we're busy working on client work. Uh, so I can trace back our success to literally one thing, relationships. And so often in our society, we've moved away from tangible relationships and they are the sustaining power of entrepreneurship, in my opinion, whether it's, uh, processing an idea, whether it's referrals, whether it's customers, you've got to cultivate relationships. And so for us, um, that's where we built everything. We started with a couple of local small businesses built those, became better at what we did, uh, met more small businesses, joined a networking group, uh, did that for a while. I'm going to pause you right there. Yeah. Yeah, because when I hear relationships, I get it. Yeah. Like it makes total sense. However, sometimes we skate over the actual mechanics of building the relationship. Yeah. Right? So I don't want to let you get away with just kind of like – jump, like just going forward. Oh, I just built relationships. And then I built more and then I built more and I made a hundred K. Like <laughs> that's not going to help. So yeah. what's going to help? Like speak to me specifically, speak to us, Michael, about what did you do to cultivate those first two? I think you said two or few uh, early client relationships when you had no uh, credibility uh, you're brand new to the marketplace. Like, why should they choose you? Why should they slide their credit card over to you? What did you do to actually get them from a cold relationship into uh, one where they trusted you enough to pay you money? Yeah, so I had worked for another agency. So there was already some credibility. People knew me uh, in that space. And so when I, uh, I went out on my own to do this, uh, 
I had a, a great friend, uh, a guy that I've played music with for at that point, uh, four years, he played electric guitar. I led worship at our church. We played in other things. And, and, uh, and he simply said, Hey, uh, so-and-so, this is the guy you need to use. So the pivot for me out of being an employee to running my own business started with that one client. Um, and, uh, he had some influence. And so he said, Hey, you know, I have a guy that uses my stuff and he started referring me. And so that was the first step, just simply being, uh, able to access, uh, or access the people I was already around and ask them for that business. And, and for them to then refer other people to say, Hey, you have a track record of doing this with, with the company you did work for. Now you're out on your own. We love you. We want to support you. So that was step number one. You utilize relationships you already have, uh, cultivate those and ask people, let people know what you're doing and let you, let them know how they can help you. And often we forget that we say, Hey, I'm launching a new business, but then we never say, this is what I need now. Uh, and we don't allow others who love us dearly to be a part of that story, uh, to help us in the journey. So letting people know what the pain point is. I need customers. Okay. Well, what do you do? I build websites. What kind of websites? Well, I built small business websites. So I began to define what I was looking for and communicate that in the relationships I already had. Now that opened up a new door because now I have customers. So one of the, the first things I ask a client is, how did you find us? So always thank the person that sent you uh, the business. And then the last thing I always ask is, is there anyone just like you that you know is experiencing pain and what they're doing with their web space for us? It was web space that we can help and solve just like we did for you. So ask that uh, uh, at that point. And then often when we have a customer, once the project's done, most people just go, okay, I've got to move on to the next thing. Cultivate that relationship, check in with those people. Hey, how is this working out for you? Is there anything else we can be doing? And, and you're doing that for two reasons. One, it will continue to maintain that relationship. So when they do need something, they think of you immediately. Uh, and secondly, it keeps you on the front of their, their thoughts so that when they bump into something uh, or somebody that needs what you have, they're going to go, hey, this is the guy to use. Uh, go over here. So that, that's tier number one. Establish relationships, then build on those established relationships. Two, get into a good networking group. Uh, a networking group, it's hard. There's BNI, there's LATIP, there are other local chapters of, of different networking groups. And for me, this was where uh, years uh, two through five of our business really sustained was we went in there and we were with uh, intentional people who are good at networking. So you want to find people that you connect with, but you also want to find people that are actually going to do the deed and give you referrals. Uh, and not every networking group's like that. Ours was, uh, and there were huge numbers going on in our group because we really knew the power of referring each other. And so getting specific what I, with what I wanted. Uh, hey, I am looking for a website. I'm looking for uh, a client that needs a website in the clothing space that wants to do retail globally. They're a local small business retail shop that wants to, to build their business bigger. And then if you can even go more specific and say, I want X company. And if they're local and they're in your networking group, somebody knows that owner and they can go, Hey, Joe, I have a guy that does web work and he'd love to work with you. He's a good friend. I trust his work. And, uh, and so be specific with those asks. And then the other thing is just continue to cultivate relationships. And what I mean by that is be intentional about building them. Often we go, Hey, this is my friend, Joe. 
But uh, what that means is I talk to them maybe a couple times a month when we bump into each other at the farmer's market market or a target or wherever you go. And so uh, be purposeful of saying, hey, Joe, let's grab coffee or let's grab lunch or let's do whatever uh, and, and build a wide net of, of true friends. You're not, you're not taking advantage of them in this journey, but build true friendship where it's mutually beneficial and you're there for them and you're supporting each other. Powerful, powerful shares of Startup Nation. Lots of golden nuggets right in there from Michael Woodward. And the main theme is referrals and relationships. Ask yeah. for help, right? So I'm going to do a quick recap here, Michael, because you gave a lot of good nuggets there. All right? And I just put them in my words, all right? So number one, Michael says, leverage referrals from your existing relationships, Leverage those referrals, right? So you have existing relationships. Do maybe like what Michael did. If you're about to start your new business, then leverage your existing relationships from where you're currently working and ask them, hey, I want to start this new business. Who do you know who needs what I'm about to offer? Like, and, and, and get actually ha- land clients before you make the leap. Wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? Yeah. Right? Actually have clients sliding credit cards to you before you have a website built right before you have everything figured out. Yeah. And maybe you're thinking, well, Joseph, that's way too scary. You know what's scary? Going broke. (laughs) That's what's scary. You know, it's less scary just to ask for people, ask them for help. Right. And get specific in your ass, right? So that's number two, ask for help and tell them what you need specifically. Mm -hmm. And, And Michael, I know that's simple that you share that, but that's brilliant. And, and, and I say it's brilliant because very few people actually get specific in their ass. They just say, oh, I need help with clients. I need more clients. Yeah. That's not specific. I can't help you with that. Right. Go ahead. You want to add something? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, we overcomplicate simple solutions. That's something that we do as entrepreneurs. We're, we're always looking for bigger and better and sometimes smaller and much more narrow uh, is the better solution. And so that's one of the things we strive for at everything we do is what is the simplest solution for this problem? Because it's probably the best solution for this problem. If you get rid of the bloat, if you get rid of all the pain points, all of a sudden there's a lot of clarity. So I think that that's what most people miss when they go into business. Uh, they overcomplicate what they're doing in very simple spaces. So if you're building a web agency, what do you need? You need customers. Well, what kind of customers? Ones that pay the bills. Who are going to pay the bills? Well, if I'm in a local market, what businesses are those? And who do I want to work with? And what kind of uh, reputation do I want to build to be known for? For us, one of the quick points to build was we started working with attorneys. And we did a series of attorney websites back to back to back. And they all just said, hey, this is the guy to use. It's awesome. Um, and so you, you sometimes find you fall into a little pattern where you're like, we do quick work, do great work, and we get paid a lot of money for these easy projects that uh, we're just known to do. So uh, simplicity is never a bad thing. And I think we make it out to be bad sometimes. Startup Nation, put down your ego like Michael's saying and just get simple. All right, Michael also says, number three, ask existing clients for referrals, right? So ask your existing clients, the ones you're actually getting results for, you're, you're helping them win and grow their businesses. Get them when they're hot. It's like when you go to a, an event or you give a talk, the best time to get a referral or a testimonial is right after you get off stage. Right. Why? Because the enthusiasm's high. Yep. So after your client, like you get a win for your client in their project, 
like ask them for a referral right then when they're like, man, you're the best. I can't believe you helped me do that. Great. Who, who do you know within your network where I can create the same value for them or whatever, right? Ask for that referral. And then Michael adds a, a, another important step, which is after the project is over, post-project, stay in touch with your clients, mm -hmm. right? So that they know you still know, like, and trust them, right? That you're still in relationship with them. So many times we end relationships when we no longer see uh, anything to get yeah. out of them. Yeah. Right. And we do that in our personal lives and we do that in our business lives. Something I introduced in my personal life. Um, and I think it could really uh, continue in the business world as well, Michael, is when I would end a relationship with a girl, I would uh, have the conversation of, hey, this is no longer a fit. However, I don't want to end our relationship. Yeah. But I would like to complete the romantic side of our relationship. Yeah. Right. I'd like to complete it. And there's no ending of anything. I just want to complete that and continue on in the relationship because we've built so much value together and I know you and we like each other and all this other stuff. And I think we could do the same thing in the business world as well. Hey, we completed that project, but I want to continue in relationship with you. Continue to reach out to me. Let's go grab a, a drink or something. I want to know how you're winning in your business. Mm -hmm. And maybe I could share with you what's going on in mine. Yeah. Is that something you'd like? And I, I couldn't see a good client, you know, saying no to that. Michael, what shows up for you in that? You know, for, for me, for me, uh, there are projects that perfectly. Um, say that again, the oh, mic sorry. cut. Uh, yeah. So there are projects that go perfectly and projects that go poorly. So, mm -hmm. uh, and, and you're talking about relationships and, and how some will be forever and some will be for a season. Uh, and, uh, so how do you navigate that issue? And so for us, uh, there are times in which we've had bad partings with clients. It just happens. I can think of one client and, and we worked with their team and their CEO came in and said, I hate this. And I said, well, we built what your team wanted and what's going to serve you best and what you're trying to build. And he said, I hate it. And the client's always right. And, uh, it was my job to literally look at him. And I, I said, he's screaming at me. I said, the client is all, isn't always right. The client gets what they want. But my job is to be your advocate, even if you don't see that. And so it's hard sometimes when things don't go perfectly that you have to step back and go, how do I navigate this when things are going poorly? How do I transition this? How do I still serve them? One of the things I said, I was sharing this at a New Media Summit with some people. Uh, and part of the reason why I'm transition, transitioning our businesses that I have a model that when I stop loving my customers, I can no longer do the work. And mm -hmm. so if I'm not honoring them, if I'm not loving them in that, then it's no longer a good fit for us. And so um, we've had to navigate that at the macro or micro level with individual clients. That's like, Hey, it's been great. We've been working with you for four and five years. Uh, you're at the point now where you need to bring this internal because you're just too big for what we need to do. Or on the flip side, Hey, you're just not a good fit for us anymore because you, um, your demands are crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've well, all had no those. That. Nice all right, so Michael, let's transition right into that, yeah. okay? What do you do when what you do no longer feeds your soul? Get quiet. Um, it is easy to rush from thing to thing. And in the chaos of, of tension, the thing we want to do is resolve the tension. So we force a solution we force movement. And sometimes when you're in tension where you're like, I'm not feeling fulfilled, I'm feeling uh, uh, 
tension of, of dissatisfaction or no joy in what I do, the thing is to jump ship and move on. And uh, what if you don't see another ship passing by to jump onto? And that's what I'm saying is, is you have to get quiet to listen. And so often we're trying to move quickly and quickly is like the worst way to move fast. So when you're moving quickly through the solutions, you're responding, you're, you're uh, adapting based on situation. You're not being proactive and making decision, you're reacting. And so we want you to step back and say, you know, I need to get quiet here. I need to reflect on what's really going. I need to find, uh, as one of our guests once said, the small voice that leads me into destiny versus the loud voice that leads me to destruction. And, and often when we're pivoting things rapidly, we're listening to the loud voices, whether it's friends or family that's saying, you need to get out of this or whatever it is. And so first step I would recommend is if you're in transition, you need to get alone with yourself. You need to get alone with God and you need to really take stock of what isn't working, what you're really feeling. What is the tension? Because sometimes like it could be that an offering is wrong. So for us, we used Drupal for a long time. It became a pain point eventually. And so we reevaluated and we changed that pain point by switching the platforms that we offered. So that so was like a way to alleviate that so let me ask you this what what was that like for you personally getting quiet and really assessing where you are and it no longer lights you up and what it is that actually feeds your soul to then step into and jump ship into you know that that new future what was that like for you yeah it's uncomfortable uh, i think people want it to be easy and comfortable but it's uncomfortable because you have to get real with yourself uh, and so for me, well, let's speak about you first. Yeah. yeah you yeah. personally, like walk yeah. us through that mental yeah. game that happened. So for me personally, that looked like, uh, first it's like AA or something like that, where you have to acknowledge that there's an issue. Uh, so for me, it was like, like, I think I can make this work. I think I can still do this. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I'm wanting to jump out of third story window, uh, <laughs> because I'm just going to hate working with, X, Y, and Z, whether it's a client or a project or whatever, and you're just dissatisfied. So for me, it was like this turmoil of like, I could, but should I? And mm. so uh, that tension is painful because you're like, I built this thing. It's been so successful. Why wouldn't I want to do this anymore? It's what I know. And then you have to get real with yourself and say, but it doesn't work. It's not working for me anymore. And that goes right back to uh, what you and I said before we jumped on yeah. that I say all the time, your mind is a liar. Yeah. Your heart speaks the truth. Your mind yeah. is telling you, Hey, you could do this. You've already done it. Like you've already made millions, blah, blah, blah. You could do it again. You could rebuild the ship. Yeah. But your heart is like, no, yeah. you don't want this anymore. It's yeah. time to go. So for me, uh, I was in the middle of that where I was, everything on the outside looked great. And in many ways, uh, financially, things were great. Uh, things were really good. And I had a coach who I love, and he has a British accent, so it makes it even better. That's uh, just lovable. Yeah, it's just like, I just want to sit with you and you tell me everything I'm doing wrong because it still feels so good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, his name's Graham Skinner. Uh, and, and he looked at me and we're talking about, uh, we're building out agency levels. And so who fits what? shoe uh in the the tree of what we do and who's the right fit and uh and he looked at me and he goes michael what do you want to do i looked at him I'm like graham what do you mean what do i want to do i have to i have to make sure we're hitting payroll i've got to make sure customers are happy we've got to do all of these things i'm doing i've built an agency there, there's responsibility here and he goes yeah but 
you get to choose what you do. And that's really, I think, the catalyst that started the journey for me of somebody else saying, hey, uh, things look good, but are they? Are you really doing what fulfills you? And uh, there are good things and then there are right things. So just because something is good uh, and looks good doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. You know, for some people being a billionaire looks good, but it's not the right thing because it will lead them to a place of destruction. Uh, fame, same thing. For some people, they can manage that. For others, they can't. And so for me, uh, that was the catalyst for the journey of him saying, you know, Mike, you get to choose what you do. And uh, that was, uh, that's still a question that I wrestle with every day. What is it that I want to create? What is it that feeds me when I create this? Where do I find most significance? And so that's where the journey started in this transition for me. Startup Nation, that's the question I want you to sit with for your homework assignment. Yes, I'm giving you a homework assignment this week. Before our show next Thursday, I want you to sit with this question that Michael just presented. What is it that you actually want to do? Not what do you have to do? That's yeah. clear. What do you want to do? Yeah. Sit with that, get quiet, take Michael's advice, this there's strong wisdom here. Yeah. All right. We're speaking with Michael Woodward. You can find him at jumblethink.com. That's jumblethink.com. Michael, we're about to enter the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready, sir? I am. I love doing that to people that I know are overthinkers to yeah. say, don't overthink it. All right, Michael, what what's saying? I'm an overthinker. I'm not so, saying that, but you just did. All right. So Michael, what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? The freedom to create the life I want. Got it. And what is your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Uh, the stresses and fears of the unknown. Got that. What are you most afraid of? Uh, failure and letting my family down. Yeah, that's a big one for many of us. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Worrying. <laughs> yeah. What secret fear do you have about people or about yourself? Uh, fear about people uh, would be that, um, honestly, that I am not telling them what they need to hear, but sometimes uh, I'm worried about how they view me versus being more transparent with them. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're always trying to look good or avoid looking bad, aren't we? Yeah. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Don't worry about things. Uh, if you're working hard and if you're, if you're being intentional about moving in the right direction, it will be okay. It might not seem like it, but just keep on going. As Dory says, the fish from Finding Nemo, just keep swimming. There's always another ship that will pass by. You yeah. can jump ship at any time. What's a new habit you want to form? Uh, rest, more rest. And what I mean by that is taking time to think instead of do. Yeah, I got it. Uh, well, your podcast is called Jumble Think, not Jumble Do, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's a bad habit you want to break? Uh, taking on projects that aren't a good fit. Got that. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Man of integrity. Dude, that's brilliant. <laughs> well done. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Filled with fear. <laughs> wow, you had those down, man. Those are great. And last question, Michael, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and your friends, your kids in the eye, 
and tell them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them now? Be present. Be present. That's a powerful one. So many of us miss our lives. We're living in the future or dragging our past into the future. Yeah. Yeah, but we miss the present. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K? Your life may seem crazy and in the wrong place, but if you're intentional about the decisions you make uh, and you choose to step into the unknown, uh, face your fears and fulfill the purposes and dreams you have, it will lead you to a place of success. Success is beyond financial, but success will be a, a ramification, a, a, a side effect of being in a fulfilled life. So if you want to reach your first 100K, uh, do significant work that matters to you. Sit so with the question, what is it you actually want? Michael, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you if they choose? Yeah, drop me an email, mike at jumblethink.com. I have no handlers. Uh, I have no filters. Uh, It comes right to me. You're like an uncaged tiger, bro. No handlers. I love it. Awesome. Startup Nation, do you enjoy listening to my show, This your first 100K? If so, go to iTunes right now and subscribe to the show if you haven't yet. Go ahead and write a five-star review or a four or a one-star. I don't care. Just be transparent. If you don't like me, that's fine. I actually got, um, this is great. I'm going to share this live on the show, Michael. Uh, I got uh, an email. Someone went to first100k.com and they, they filled out the comment form and they said, Joseph, I listen to your show all the time. It's an amazing show. It's awesome. I love your guests. It's great. Can you do me a favor and could you speak less and let your, <laughs> your guests speak more? Because I really want to hear what they have to say. And you know, my brain wanted to tell me that I should listen to them and there was something wrong with me and how the way, the way I was presenting. And I was like, no, screw that, man. It's my show. If you don't like my personality, go somewhere else to listen to guest interviews. And then that same individual wrote me back like three days later and said, dude, I so apologize for what I said. I didn't mean it the way I think it landed. Um, keep doing, you're actually an awesome host and it's awesome. I just really love the guest interview. And by the way, I'm going through a financial crisis right now. So I may have taken it out on you. And I was like, isn't that interesting? Yeah. How people are just going through their own thing. All right. I wanted to share that live, go in and, and, uh, subscribe to the show if you love it. Uh, also I'm going to be, if you're local here in Tampa, Florida, I'm going to be doing my first live event. Uh, it's called spiritually driven entrepreneur event. So if you're spiritually seeking right now, but you want to transform into spiritually driven where you actually bring your faith and your beliefs and God into your business so that you stop showing up inauthentically, but you're whole and complete and a powerhouse. If you want that and you want to learn how to increase your revenue by $100,000 in the next 12 months, that's what I'll be discussing at my live three day event in person. Plus you'll get to meet me. Hopefully you like me and that's a good thing. And uh, I bet, I promise you, Michael knows this. I'm much better in person and more likable in person than I am on my show, most likely. Um, So you can go to uh, josephwarren.net, learn more about that. Michael, thank you for being on the show today. It's been an honor. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. And I wish you your next 100K, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, Honor and privilege to be with you today. Cheers, brother. Peace. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, 
go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.